world is a crazy place right now. Could you imagine having to go through life right now as a teen? Welcome to Breaking Barriers with Youth. Also known as BBY. This is a place for youth and adults to come together, share their thoughts about what's happening in the world today and what's going on in their school, their families, their communities. The youth are our future. So whether you're a parent, a youth, grandparents, or just a caring adult, this show is for you. BBY is supported by LPKNC. Let's do this. This is Breaking Barriers with Youth. Now, here are your hosts, Jamal and Gabby. Welcome back to Breaking Barriers for Youth. We are your co-hosts. My name is Gabby Garaisar. And I am Jamal Givens. How's everybody doing out there? Welcome back to BBY. Yes, BBY. Welcome back. For those of you that are just now joining us, BBY is Breaking Barriers with Youth or Breaking Barriers for Youth. It's a place where youth and adults can come together and share their perspectives about what's happening in the world today. So we're going to be covering lots of different topics and giving youth an opportunity to share their thoughts on the challenges, ideas, current events, things that are happening in this world. So last week, we had a very special guest. Do you remember our special guest, Jamal? We did have a special guest, and that was Jenny Mortagia. Yes. Shout out to Jenny. Jenny was here with us last week. She gave us an inside scoop as to how teens are using social media. A lot of our teens love TikTok. A lot of our adults also love TikTok. I know I do. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true. You do like it. I'm not in on there yet. So yes, one of the things that we wanted to do while we were... uh, you know, take a little break thinking about the podcast and things of that nature. We wanted to come up with like a little game or informational type situation or something. And so I said, Double G, can you figure out something that we can do? And so I did, you come did up with something? figure something out, Jamal. I thought it'd be really cool to kind of spotlight a teen that has made some history in the world. So history. welcome to my new segment called Teens in History. Oh, you know, we need an intro for that. Double G, Double G, <laughs> drum roll, please. History to teens. <laughs> yes. We'll come up with an out intro for that. So at some point. <laughs> yes. So today's special spotlight goes to a special youth. Her name was Barbara Johns. So in 1951, the 16-year-old Barbara Johns initiated a strike or a walkout in her high school to protest the unsuitable conditions that her high school had provided for their segregated students. So she went to a segregated high school in Virginia, and all of the students of color were put into certain classrooms. So when her high school became segregated, there was an increase in their student populations. So they had to make some more space for them. Instead of building new classrooms, what her school did at the time is they kind of just put together some plywood and put a little bit of piece of tar tape on it and called it a classroom. So they had some unsuitable learning conditions, unsuitable facilities. She ended up enlisting the help of some NAACP lawyers. So that's the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. CP people in the house. (laughs) NAACP lawyers came and took her case to court. So they helped her fight her case in court. That her court case, she ended up suing the school district. That court case was one of the five court cases in the Brown versus Board of Education hearing that was taken to the Supreme Court. Okay. Yes. So with that hearing, it was used as evidence that segregated schools are unconstitutional. 
So Miss Barbara Johns was 16 at the time. She was a 16-year-old student who took her case, her court case, all the way to the Supreme Court. Nice. Yes. Now, well, she has passed away, but she did finish school. She earned a master's degree from Drexel University. Okay. She also worked as a librarian for the Philadelphia Public Schools. And today, there's a monument in Richmond's Capitol Square, the efforts of Barbara Johns Powell and the students of Moton High School for leading the civil rights fight. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yes. Round of applause for Barbara Johns Powell. Yeah. Yay. All right. So if you don't know. We do have a guest. We in do. The building. We with have us today. a very, very special guest. Definitely want to like give an opportunity to some youth on the South Side today. Today, as Jamal. You guys know, BBY is what we're all about. And so we have to bring in young people to talk. And we'll be bringing in some adults also. But today, we have today. Michael here with us. We have Michael. Michael, you want to say what's up? Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little, a little, little Mike shy, but it's all good. We're gonna break him in, no doubts. So what we like to do is like just ask a couple of questions, and there's some topics sometimes that young people want to bring up or mention, or that Gabby and I have are also some topics sometimes or questions that come from you all, the audience out there that are listening to us, and so. Today, Michael's here, and Michael, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What school do you go to? What grade? Who are, are you, you, Michael? Yeah. So, my name is Michael Waters. I have one mother, and well, obviously, like, <laughs> you can have as many mothers as you want. Michael. It's yeah, okay so with it's us. okay. We love our moms, <laughs> right? And I have two younger siblings, a little sister, and a baby brother, and I take care of two dogs. Ooh. Okay. Nice. What kind of dogs do you have? I have a little bred chihuahua and wiener dog. Oh, that's a cute little mix. Yeah. And then I have a little runt pit bull. How cute. (laughs) We love our fur friends. (laughs) Right. Definitely. I am from Sierra Vista, born there, and went to school there for a few years, and then I moved here. When I was in about kindergarten to first grade, I currently go to Sunnyside High School right now. Yes, yes. What grade house. are you in? I am a sophomore right now. We are. Okay. Michael is a sophomore at Sunnyside. Nice. Yes, yes. Got, got the young, nice. youngsters up in here, the underclassmen <laughs> representing. No doubt. Well, thank you for being here. Thank right. you so much for joining us. Michael, are you involved in anything on your campus? Of course. I love doing after school activities. This year, I did swim. And I did cheer, and I'm currently going to join the volleyball team. Ooh, we have an athlete among us. <laughs> I'm currently in about four clubs. I'm in the FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America. Yes, love FBLA. Yes, Definitely. yes, yes. Obviously, yes club. I'm in Mesa. And I'm a tutor for English. Oh, okay. How cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely giving back to the community. So Mesa, what's uh, Mesa stand for? Do you remember? I can tell you the first three letters. <laughs> okay, okay, that's cool. It stands for mathematics, engineering, and science, but I don't remember the last word. I think maybe they just put the A on there just so it can have a word. Yes. Maybe. Association. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Mesa. No, that's great. So, yeah, you are contributing a lot back to your community, and it sounds like you're involved in a lot. So how do you kind of balance all of that? Well, to me, school is very much a top priority. So I will always like be talking to people, trying to fix around my schedule to just do as much as I can, really. That's great. So another question. I mean, what do you do for fun? Most certainly during quarantine, I played a lot of video games. (laughs) Nice. What what games games you got on going on there? (laughs) 
I played a lot of Animal Crossing. Okay, okay, <laughs> right. And I also played a little bit of Minecraft, but that's really it. Okay, so high score on Animal Crossing. What's that? Animal Crossing is like this little game where like you can build your own little island and it's just like have fun with like little things to do around there. Okay. Oh, that's okay. cool. So no high score? No high score? No. Okay, so evidently Jamal has no idea what Animal Crossing is. So um, It's okay because I don't either. <laughs> I play Candy Crush. <laughs> so we're learning new things. Adults out there and the youth, you guys, sorry, you can clown on us. It's all good. Yes. But we did not know Animal Crossing, but that's no. awesome. So today, Michael, we're going to be talking about COVID. COVID-19 impacted a lot of people. I think it impacted, there's nobody that can say they were not impacted by COVID-19. It caused lots of caused quarantines. A lot of people went from in their jobs to working from home. A lot of people were laid off. All of our students went from going to school every single day in person learning to completely remote, completely at home virtual learning. So how did you deal with that? To be quite honest, I didn't deal with it well at all. As soon as I started online, I was like, you know what, this is going to be pretty easy. I'm just going to get through the school year. But by the time the end of first quarter came, I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, I went from being like a straight A top honor student to starting to fill my classes. And I just didn't know what to do anymore, really. What was, um? I mean, what made it difficult? What was kind of the switch that kind of, you know, just left you unmotivated or, I mean, what was it about? Personally, I felt like maybe it was just like having to just sit there and listen to the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not being able to do anything that I wanted, just having to sit there reading and just reading and like not even understanding, just turning in work just for the credit. So you found that difficult as far as just kind of just doing the same thing over and over, like the same that repetitive motion. Yeah, being in online learning, Zoom, or were yes. you guys using Zoom or Google Hangouts? Google Meets, yeah. Google Meets, I'm sorry, Google Meets. Yeah, just having your classmates remote also. Mm-hmm. So did you feel like any connection to your classmates? I mean, in that type of environment? To my personal classmates, absolutely not. Most faces mm-hmm. when I went into high school were completely new to me. And to be honest, it was kind of scary going back because I was like, who are all these people? You know, I've never met like any single one of them. That's what happens when you're online and you can't see anybody's faces or interact. Was it a requirement to like have your cameras on or have them off? What was it like being a student on Zoom? To be honest, I felt like teachers didn't really care for all that. And if they did, it was mostly just to like make sure that students were paying attention because speaking for myself, I know I would all <laughs> sleep in class a lot when it was online. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's yes, okay. that's okay. And yeah, it was not really a requirement for my classes, but I know for a lot of other kids it was. And it just kind of got to the point where they just didn't even care if points got taken off for not having their cameras on. So it was just... Oh, so teachers were adding points to that also then. Yes. I want to be clear. When we said it's okay, it was okay that he's sharing this information. Yes. (laughs) Not that he was asleep with the camera (laughs) off. But hey, you know, during the pandemic, you know, and I know we're still going through it. Yeah, a lot of things happened in there. Young people are trying to figure out how to get through just like us adults. So, um, you know, even for me as an adult working from home, going to like online meetings, I would show up to like meetings and half the people in the meeting even had their camera off. 
So that's even like a norm for the working place. That so, is true. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling very like kind of just disconnected because when you can't see people mm-hmm. um, or even if it is on the screen, you miss so much like just little cues and things of that nature that you can't pick up on the screen. And so I can definitely relate to, you know, just feeling, I guess what I would say is disconnected and yeah, maybe want to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then looking at a screen for so long, it just like hurts your eyes. It hurts your brains. You just want to close your computer and go to sleep sometimes. But I am curious. I mean, since we have you here also, I mean, a young person representing other young people here also. I mean, how did your friends feel? I mean, what were you all talking about? I mean, when it came to COVID and online classes, what were those conversations like? To be honest, I don't know why or how, but my friends, like, they really, like, skyrocketed. Every single one of them. Like, they went from being, like, kind of average, above average, to, like, extraordinary straight A's. Oh, wow. wow. Interesting. And it was just, like, I don't know how, but, like, they just, it felt sort of easier for them to, like, be able to not have to get up, to be able to just do your work right after school ended. To be able to just like immediately be able to just get on there and then do your things and then get off. Interesting. Do you feel like you had more control over your schedule in that aspect of it being online? No. No? Okay. But it sounds like so then for some people, it may have been a good fit. And then for others, not so much a good fit being online. I guess I wonder, I'm just curious, I wonder what personality traits then maybe that works for it and it didn't work. I mean, because it sounds like, I mean, you're very involved, right? You Mm -hmm. told us about the clubs that you're in. And so maybe that you need a lot of that social connectedness. And then when that was taken away, you just sounds like maybe you just felt, like I said, disconnected. Yeah. And so maybe the other people are just like, oh, hey, I'm good. Nope. Let me just do my work. (laughs) Turn it in and I'm fine. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So would you say that COVID's changed your life in any way? Oh, yes, absolutely. Before I went into high school, I always thought school was really easy and that I didn't need to put any effort in at all. Like I would just get A's, B's and C's and then just be on my way. But after quarantine and after starting to realize that, hey, this is like me growing up and I'm going to like college and they're going to see how I did. It was just like, you know what? I don't want that to be like my freshman year again. I want to actually be able to let them see and let them know, like, hey, like, this is me. You know, I'm not like how I was online. Like, hear me. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right, right. So that's interesting that trying to figure out how to make sure that you shine when you had this dip in Mm kind of like your just academic career. And Mm -hmm. so wanting to elevate that again is what it sounds like you're trying to figure out how to do. Okay. Now that makes sense. So, I mean, how did it actually impact your social life? To be honest, in middle school, my social life was probably at its peak. Like I was going around, I was like talking to everybody, going to like parties and stuff like that. And then like once online came, I like all my energy to just like even like pick up my phone or text people kind of just like went away. Like I would leave people like undelivered or like on open for like days and then like trying to like, you know, see like what I would respond with. And it was just... Wow. So you even put the phone down, the social media aspect of things kind of slowed down for you? Yes. Wow. Again, feeling that disconnection and didn't want to be a part of. Wow. Okay. Social fabric in yeah. it at all. Interesting. How do you think it affected your mental health, that whole COVID and quarantine? How are you dealing with that? To be honest, not only do I do it for myself, but I do it to like show my little siblings mm-hmm. what to do. 
because for my sister, she's just in elementary school and her having to go through online too. Like that was like a lot for me to like take in. I was like, oh my God, like she had to go through this too. You know, maybe I should show her that like, hey, you know, that wasn't like the final like turn mm-hmm. for you. Like there's still like so much to keep going for. And she's going into middle school next year. So I just wanted to show her like, hey, you know, just keep pushing, keep trying. Like you're going to get through this. Nice. And so what did you do specifically? Well, personally, I took charge of my own life because my mother always was like on top of me about my grades, about like what I should do. And I finally told her, I was like, mom, like I need to be able to do this on my own. Like I need some freedom here. Like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. And she was like, okay. So now look at me getting straight A's. (laughs) Look at you now. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. What about your friendships and your relationships? You kind of talked about it a little bit. Yes. With like acquaintances and mutuals, we were all really just like cut off from each Mm -hmm. other. But like with like my very close personal friends, definitely we had a closer connection than any like Hmm. than before because it was just like we were all going through this at the same time. And it was just like we all had our problems and it was just kind of easier to just talk about it like online, like with each other, like through like calls, text messages. Instead of, like, seeing each other and, like, pretending we're, like, happy all the time Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, were you all able to, like, have uh, deep conversations and maybe what were some of those like? Because you said that, you know, they're your close friends. So, can you give us a little insight on, you know, in a young person's mind of what some of those deep conversations may have been? It was definitely surprising to see how, like, a lot of my problems, like, related to, like, a lot of other people's problems and, like... It honestly made me happy because I was like, I felt like I was alone for so long. And now like just seeing like my closest like people ever like are also going to go through this with me. And they like offer me advice. I offer them advice. And it was just happy, sappy moments. (laughs) (laughs) I love that happy, sappy moment. Oh, that's that's awesome. So it sounds like, yeah, definitely having that connection with friends. But were there any people that were in your group maybe beforehand that kind of fell off or kind of was not as connected? No, actually, it was really surprising. Okay. Um, cool. We all kind of just came together because we knew we were in this together. So we were like, you know what? Let's bond and get through it. I love okay. that. That's Working great. together. What was it like returning to campus? So you said some of like those mutuals and acquaintances kind of just like fell off and disappeared. You didn't really connect with those relationships. So what about returning to campus? How was it to create new relationships with people you hadn't seen in person, in real life, IRL? (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely extremely refreshing because me personally, I'm like an outgoing extrovert type. And it was just so exciting to finally be able to be around people, to be able to interact, to get to see my teachers, to build relationships. And overall, it just like, made me really happy and I was like (laughs) yay yay (laughs) I love it I love it so you've been able to create those new friends create those new friend groups again yes that's awesome yeah definitely are you nervous if we were to have to go back to online absolutely and actually speaking of that I heard a lot of rumors from like students at my school and even staff that like we might be going back online which frightens me a lot. And to be honest, it's kind of demotivating. 
because it's like all these like old times are coming back and like they were really sad and like bad and I just don't want it to ever like come back again because I worked so hard just for it to like all get pushed away again. Yeah, no, okay. definitely, definitely. What What do you think either teachers or schools or peers can do differently this time around if you do have to go back online? To be honest... I'm not really sure because I know myself that teachers struggled a lot to try and teach, you know, students when to pay attention. It was extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Pay was getting short. And I feel like online isn't like beneficial to like everybody, like anybody, to be honest. But, you know, like I said, we all just need to work together to try and get through this. And eventually it will happen. Like everybody just has to cooperate mm-hmm. and yeah, like, I love that. it'll happen. Yeah, I love that positive attitude. <laughs> Definitely, right? We're going to make it through. I think that's, that's cool. the only attitude you can have in that situation. <laughs> well, some people are a little negative out there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Although but, they um, are negative. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to remain positive with Michael yes. here, definitely. So, you know, COVID impacted your relationship with your, you know, parents and older adults in your life. So previously, I wasn't really like close with any of my family. Like we talked occasionally. But after COVID, everyone literally just stopped talking to each other. Like it was just me, my siblings and my mother and my dogs. That was it. And we did get closer, but it's like a closer is in a sense, like we started getting annoyed with each other. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a lot. No, but in the end, we all like loving with each other and like, at first, I used to, like, not want to talk to my mother about anything because I was like, oh, like, this is too much. Like, she'll get mad. But, like, now I realize, like, she's there for me. And, like, you know, if I ever need anything, mm-hmm. I can go to her because she's she's my mom. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yes. Love moms. Love moms. Our moms definitely. are always there for us. <laughs> shout out to all of our moms listening. Moms, shout out. Big up, big up. Yeah. So one of the things that I find interesting that you shared a couple of times throughout this episode, if you will, is communication. You know, how mm-hmm. key communication is with friends, adults and parents, caring adults in our lives, teachers. And is it easy for you to communicate kind of like how you're feeling to other people in general or is it challenging? Um I feel like that's more of a backwards question to me because like, depending on like someone's personality is how I'll act. Like if someone's a very shy introvert, like I will start like going very slow with them to try to become their friend. (laughs) But if someone's like me and an extrovert, I'll be like, hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. it. Okay. Exactly. No doubts. Definitely. What What would would you tell parents? Yeah. What would you tell parents about, I mean, working with other young people around your age and dealing with COVID or mental health? I would definitely say patience is the biggest thing you can have. And it's one of the most hardest things to have as well. But it goes such a long way for so many people, including like ourselves, you know, to just be able to sit there for even a minute or two to listen to how they feel can resolve so many things and like be able to like open up and understand each other. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I do. Patience is a big thing. And even when you're talking about to parents out there, you know, talking to your young person about hard topics, parents is a really good idea. And, and tell me, Michael, if I'm wrong, for parents just to listen and hold back maybe their response in the moment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it sounds like in my experience in working with youth too, is they just want to be heard sometimes and don't need that lecture or that advice in that moment. Maybe you can come back around later, adults, and yeah. share that with them. So as we get begin to wrap up, Michael, again, I want to thank you for being here. But is there anything else that you want to share with your peers out there or adults that you know they can take home 
to be honest, just keep pushing it. Like, look at how far we've come. We went through literally a second version of the Black Plague. <laughs> that is a yes. really good like, point. Really good point. Yes. Honestly, we're all doing it and we're all making it. And everybody is a total star for just making it this far. And, you know, props to everyone. Like, everybody deserves a high five right now. High fives. High fives in the studio. High fives going around in the studio. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Thank you for being thank on BBY. Thank you so much, Michael. This is BBY. Mm-hmm. This is Breaking Barriers for Youth. And everybody out there, if you have comments, go ahead and hit us up at BBY at LPKNC.org. And we look forward to seeing your comments. And so we can give those to Michael Law. So much Do for joining us. Do not forget to subscribe and subscribe. subscribe to our podcast channel. Make sure you hit that notification button so you know when our next episode is going to launch or That's drop. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? Share with other people, too. Yeah, share it with other people. And don't forget to rate it. Give us those five stars. Come on. We'll take it. They're we'll for Michael. It. We are stars. We are stars. <laughs> yes. All stars. Thank you all very thank much. Have you, a good thank one. Thank you. You've been listening to Breaking Barriers with Youth, a.k.a. BBY. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information. Our youth is our future, and it's our passion for us both to understand each other. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. BBY is supported by LPKNC, a nonprofit organization that focuses on prevention of substance use, misuse, and abuse promoting mental health and wellness and prevention of suicide. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and Instagram at LPKNC. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Breaking Barriers with Youth.